Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. I'm Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us Christmas week, and I'd like to talk about one of the main figures of Christmas today, and that's Mary. What do you think about Mary? You know, some people kind of worship her. They say they reverence her, they revere her, but, you know, they pray to her, they lift her up, they see her as kind of almost a member of the Trinity. And other people react to that and kind of look down on her, don't just kind of ignore her, shall we say, and don't think about her that much at all, and just kind of think she's not that significant of a person. Indeed, I remember when I was a young Christian, I was taught that on the in the, in the in the um in the book of acts when the apostles were together it pointed out that Mary was in the room pray, they were praying she was praying with the apostles they weren't praying to her and so where do we go in the middle we don't want to exalt her too high we don't want to put her down as if she's insignificant she was the one god chose to bring jesus into this world very significant person she's not deity She's not the mother of God. She's not to be prayed to or worshiped, but we can learn something really important from her. I'd like to talk about when the angel appeared to her today. We're going to read from Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 26. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. Now, this was a strange greeting. This angel appeared to her. I don't know what she must have thought. Typically, people were fearful when they saw angels. Uh, Sometimes people would fall down and worship an angel. Sometimes they 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 would think that this was God and the angels would not accept worship. Other times we read in Hebrews chapter 13, people entertained as guests in their home, angels, and didn't even realize it. So angels could take, evidently, they you know could be these mighty angelic beings, perhaps with wings flying as they did, they were the shepherds, or they might have just looked like you and me at different times. But this angel, evidently, it was somewhat of a frightening experience. He told her, don't worry, greetings, the Lord is with you. You're favored, favored of God. Now, Mary was probably young. She may have been in her mid-teens at the time, 15 maybe, I don't know, 16. Girls uh, wed at a younger age in those days than often here in our culture, in our world today. But here she was and must have wondered exactly what was going on because it says this. She was very perplexed at this statement. What's this mean? What are you saying to me? and was pondering what kind of greeting this was. Here's someone said, hey, a favored one, God's grace is upon you. God's goodness is upon you. What would you think if some stranger came, and whether they looked like uh, just a person or whether they looked like what we think of an angel, and said, God is favoring you. Indeed, this is something we all want. Scripture talks about the the favor of God resting on most of the great people in the Bible. Old and New Testament, the Scripture says they were favored by God. And as we think of us being favored, I want to be favored. You want to be favored. Do you not? What kind of a greeting is this? And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. 
for you have found favor with God. Wow. Wouldn't you love this to be said to you? Wouldn't you love an angel to tell you this, a messenger of God to tell you this, that you have found favor with God? Well, I've thought, I'm, you know, I was kind of motivated by some things going around the, you know, social media. What did it look like that she found favor with God? And I've thought some about Mary's life here and, and what it looked like for her to have found favor with God. It meant, first of all, she would be rejected and disrespected by those in Nazareth. Because why? She was unmarried and now pregnant. And everybody would know that. And that was something in that day was a shameful thing. She would face the, the, the very real prospect of her good fiance, her betrothed Joseph, was going to put her away honorably. He was an honorable man, but he's going to put her away. Here she was pregnant. And this was what the favor of God was going to bring upon her, the, the possibility to be rejected by the one she was going to marry. It would mean she would travel to Bethlehem in the ninth month of pregnancy. Oh, my goodness. So it's a fair journey down there. I'm sure it took days of walking, riding on a, a mule or a camel or whatever she might have been riding on. And uh, it would not have been a pleasant journey at all. The favor of God meant that she would give birth. She, there was no room in the inn. And most likely where she gave birth and where they were first uh, put the baby in the manger was in a cave. A cave. There's these cave systems in Bethlehem. We, we see these when we go there. And we often think, well, it's, it's out in a barn. No, it's probably in a cave where, she, where they gave birth. This is where the there would be this is where the shepherds kept their sheep at night, kept them safe from the wolves. She'd be visited by shepherds. Shepherds were really lowly people on the totem pole in, in Israel, to this day still are. There were people who live out with the animals out in the out in the you know the barnyard. They were not highly thought of. They were they were often dirty. And here she'd just given birth to this new baby in this cave system and in the dark and visited by shepherds and may have brought their sheep. I mean, this would not meet our modern hospital standards, would it? It would mean that she would have to get up and move to Egypt in the middle of the night. Why? Because another angel appeared to her husband, Joseph, and said, someone is hunting for the child. Get up and move. Leave. Go to Egypt where he will be safe. And again, this would have very likely been traveling, you know, maybe not the day of his birth or the day after his birth, but probably fairly early. They'd not gone back to Nazareth. And so this would have been fairly early while she was still in a recovery period. Get up and move to Egypt, a strange land. Now, they would have been had the gold, frankincense, and myrrh to help them on their journey. God provided that. But again, that's tough traveling. And finally, this one who was favored of the Lord would have to go through the pain and the heartache of seeing her own son misunderstood, falsely accused, rejected, and hung on a cross and crucified right before her eyes. I've often thought one of the most painful things in life must have been 
must be, excuse me, one of the most painful things in life must be to see a child die before you do. And indeed, she saw her child die, not, not even just, shall we say, an easy death, as if such a thing were possible, but to die a cruel public humiliation hanging naked on a cross, an example made of him. Mary was highly favored of God, and yet this is what her life turned out to be like. Well, what did it mean she was favored of God? Let's go on and keep reading in Luke chapter 2 and see what it says. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. That's what it meant to be favored of God. She was going to be great in the eternal sense. She was going to be the mother bringing in the mother who gives birth to the Messiah. Indeed, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, women, Israel, imagine, will I be the mother of the Messiah? And Mary was chosen to be this person. And indeed, here we are 2,000 years later, we still talk about her, and we still bless God and realize she was favored because she brought in to this world, she was the one through whom God brought the Messiah into the world. And yet, look at the worldly troubles and difficulties it required of her. My friends, we all have to choose where do we want to be great? Do we want to be great because we're favored by God? in God's kingdom, for God's way, and realizing that if that's the case, that often will mean rejection of the world and, and, the, and the suffering in the world to be great in the kingdom of God. Part of Christian maturity is to realize that God has greatness for me, God has glory for me, God has wonder for me, but often it doesn't show up until later. Often there's the cross before the crown. There's the suffering before the glory. As we suffer with Christ, we'll be glorified with him. And often in this world, that's what it takes. So Mary is a great example. And if you go through suffering, difficulty, hardship, refinement, it doesn't mean you're not, it doesn't mean God's against you. It might mean you're highly favored by God. And God is working something in your life that's going to bring you eternal glory. Not temporary, but eternal glory. What a great lesson we learned from the life of Mary. Let's go to prayer. I'd like to also make sure and pray for our friends in, in uh, India who have, uh, that are regularly on here, and they're probably on here today. I've not checked the chat, but, but uh, who have a uh, gospel presentation, gospel meetings tonight. So let's pray for what we've learned today. And, let's, and I'll be praying for them as well. Father in heaven, we thank you and we bless you for your ways. They're not our ways. As the heavens are above the earth, so your ways are above our ways and your thoughts above our thoughts. We thank you that you have plans and agendas for each one of us. And often, Lord, your plan, your agenda, what you're accomplishing in and through us may be different than what we were hoping for. But we thank you your plan is good, acceptable, and perfect. Everything you do, Lord, is good. You're a good God. 
and we thank you for how you work all things together for good. I think of Mary, Lord, and the suffering she went through, the disrespect, the people who must have whispered about her, the rumors that would have been started, the fear of rejection, the loneliness, the the hardship, the difficulty, the travel, the unclean place in which she gave birth, seeing her own son die in front of her very eyes. And yet, Lord, she's favored, and all these years later, she's she's in glory now. And we thank you that this same way of working, you often work this in our lives. So help us, Father, when tough times come, when difficult times come, when we're discouraged or things aren't working out, or we're facing hardship or suffering. Remind us, Lord, that this is all part of your plan and curriculum to bring us to greater and greater glory. We are favored of God, chosen in Christ before the foundation of the earth, redeemed, brought into your very family. We are, we are destined for eternal glory, and we thank you and we praise you. Lord, I do want to pray for our friends over in in India, you know their names, Lord, that are holding gospel meetings tonight. I pray they'd have, or they're probably starting any minute now, and I pray they'd have great success, wonderful turnout. Many of these people would turn to faith in Jesus Christ. We pray you would bless their work and give them fruit that remains. Thank you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, folks, thanks so much for being with me today. Again, my name's Tom Short. We come here every day and get into the Word of God. And so if you're new, I invite you to join us. Commit to doing so. Don't just kind of come if you feel like it, but commit to being here day by day. And as you get in the Word of God day by day and have meaningful time, I encourage you to read it for yourself. But lots of times it helps to have someone help teach it as well. Have a meaningful time in the Bible every day. It'll make a difference in your life. There's power in the Word of God. Allow it into your heart. Feed on it every day. It'll make a difference in your life. And so I hope you'll subscribe to our channel, uh, hit the notify, leave a comment, share with your friends, like the video, and join us day by day. To those of you here every day, I love you. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Until Until we meet again tomorrow, God bless you, strengthen you. Remember, you are favored of God. Never doubt it. You're a recipient of His grace, His kindness, His goodness. His loving kindness never fails. And it's on you. It's pursuing you. He's surrounding you with his favor. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.